the Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to an FA Cup special of the Six Pointer Podcast. I'm Matthew, joined by my brother Luke. Afternoon. Afternoon. We are in Beckenham. We are in the Bricklayers' Arms in the outdoor area. Couple enjoying, of enjoying a couple, yeah, pre-match. Um, watching the was it Kidderminster West Ham game. Currently one nil at half time. Um, and India, yeah, the magic of the cup is live today, Luke. How are you feeling about it? Exciting, mate. You know, yeah, we've had a. Look, it would be nice to have a little run in the FA Cup, wouldn't it? And, um, you know, obviously spirits are high after the last game against Millwall. Always nice to get a, get a result against them and a favourable draw for Palace, really, in, in this um, this round. And really, this should be one that Palace are eyeing up the the fifth round already. Um, won't be an easy game. Um, Hartlepool bringing sort of nearly 5,000 fans. Uh, should be a good atmosphere there, but um, yeah, a chance for Palace to have a run in the cup here. So uh, Vieira seems to be taking it seriously. I'm excited. It's interesting you say about you know favourable because actually if you look at it at the minute, I think Kidderminster are beating West Ham and Plymouth are beating uh, Chelsea. Yeah. And Borough beat Man United last night. So it could be the, the the year of the upsets, and we we hope not for Palace, but you know, I'm confident we're going to take it seriously. I, I against you know against Millwall we did, and I expect fully expect that today to be a, a decent strength team. Not expecting a first eleven, but something close to. Or thought but no, we've got lots to talk about today uh, we're going to do two parts of this pod pre-match and the post-match what a treat what a treat so if we enjoy uh, a Guinness um, don't forget the socials at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter um, thanks to everyone who's uh, slid into the DMs of late uh, we have a few questions about today actually Luke so we'll, uh, we're dropping those um, as we go through the pod but to, to kick us off in, in the sort of the build up to the game there's been quite a lot of uh, I think you used the word goodwill when we were in the chat pre-pod between Palace and, um, and Hartlepool. Talk us through um, your sort of understanding of what's been happening. Well, I think Hartlepool were understandably quite disappointed that the game didn't get picked for TV, which obviously would have had a bit of a, a, a windfall for them financially um, as a result. And um, yeah, given that it's what a League Two team versus a Premier League, you expected it was one that um, the BBC might have wanted to, wanted to pick, but they didn't. Oh well, never mind. Um, so I think Palace have, have reached out, given the fact that you know Hartlepool had their financial troubles of late, um, and obviously I think they were in the National League last year, weren't they? This is their first um, season back in, the, in League Two in the, in the Football League. So Palace, as a result, have uh, reached out to Hartlepool and subsidised the, the supporters' travel. Um, there's had 4,700 fans coming up. Or coming down, I should say. It's a long journey. I think it's five hours each way. Um, and Palace has subsidised the travel, so it meant that they're paying, I think, £12 each round trip, which is pretty good. I mean, admittedly, you still have to pay, uh, spend 10 hours on a coach, which uh, could be challenging. But, you know, uh, it was a nice gesture I think, from, from Palace. Um, and, yeah, one that, that Hartlepool, I think, have um, appreciated. Isn't there something about the gate receipts as well? Isn't about the ticket sales? I thought there was something they were giving them... I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen. I've, I've heard murmurs about that. I mean, usually in the Epic Cup, that both teams will agree the price and then split the ticket receipts. But yeah, often you know a, a, a bigger club will um, you know waive majority of their their proceeds and, and help out the other ones. So yeah, I, I hope Palace are doing that as well. Well, uh, if, if that is the case, and I think it is, I'm pretty sure I saw something about that. We've sold out the game today. Um, I mean, obviously the way fans have sold out, they're four thousand seven hundred, whatever it is, yeah. and, and we've sold out 
the rest of the ground. So it's, it's, it's you know it's, it's a brilliant um, occasion for for Hartlepool and also for Palace to be in this round of the cup with such a good gate as well. So yeah, really positive in that respect. I'm just trying um, to do some mental rip there, bro. So what, what's 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 26,000 times 20? It's nearly half a million, isn't it? So, twenty-six, yeah, just under twenty-six, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. So it's about half a million pounds. So, um, you know, it would be nice for the Palace to donate some of that. Yeah, and then talking of sort of donations, also there is um, uh, a sort of a situation that's been. Um, uh, put out in the in the media this week there's an interview with the manager on the BBC Sport website I'm sure other outlets as well um, other outlets are available um, whereby they've um, spoken about the, the manager's uh, wife and the, the situation she has with a, I think it's a brain tumour I believe and the £5,000 a month treatment that, that they have to uh, fund and uh, fantastically there's been lots of um, uh, fundraising for that and I, I believe that um, through Palace's efforts, I think you said earlier they've raised about £40,000 so far. I believe so. So I, I looked last night and Palace, I think, tweeted and put something on their website as well, um, encouraging supporters to support this um, good cause. And I think Palace himself, the club, have donated a grand, I think, towards it. I think John Texter also made a donation. His, his, his son might have done as well. And yeah, it was it, 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 the power of social media and the power of the football family, really. It's... Uh, taken off and when I looked last night and I, I, I put a tenner in there I think it was sort of 15,000 and looked this morning it's you know close to over 45 I think it was so I think the aim is you know to get the 60,000 by kickoff which would be incredible and it's, it's one of those things that makes you proud to not only be a Palace fan but a, a football fan I think in these moments you know people coming together for, for a nice cause and uh, look you know it's, it's obviously uh, a terrible and tragic story for her but nice that people can come together to try and show a bit of support it's um, a lot of goodwill yeah, between the two clubs like you said like you say it's kind of what football's all about really isn't yeah. it a lot of the um, razzmatazz of football is about transfer fees and player wages and stuff but actually this is this is what it is properly about community yeah and certainly I think it, it, it restores your faith in a bit of humanity I think in, you know the last couple of years have been difficult for men, most people um, you know mentally and financially so it's nice that people can come together in, in times like this um, yeah I, I must admit I had a bit of love for my throat when I was uh, reading yesterday the, the just giving page and, and the, the, the support that fans say both Palace um, Hartlepool and other fans actually once it, once it took off the showing so um, very nice indeed yeah um, so well, well done to everyone involved and, and look you know, fingers crossed also for a good game today um, you know, as we said we expect Palace to pick a full strength team I think they're going to need it you know Hartlepool aren't going to come just for you know, turn up to get the gate receipts they're going to turn up to try and compete and as, as we've said we're watching the game here in the pub uh, the Kidderminster West Ham game and West Ham aren't in it at all it's, it's all Kidderminster and that's what it's all about this this round and I, I think there's only I think I heard a stat earlier it's only nine is it nine clubs who've made it to the fifth round yeah in the last something like it's yeah, yeah. I must admit I do have a memory of Hartlepool beating Palace away at their ground in about was it 92 93 I think it was yeah I certainly remember that I remember being gutted we lost to them I think they were the Premier League at the time actually um, they might have beaten us it was a penalty I think they might have scored um, so yeah there you go that's my memory of Palace Hartlepool in the cup let's hope for a better uh, result for Palace today is it? Is it like the the third round? You know, whereby if it goes, if it's nil nil, and it goes to extra time penalties. Yeah. So no replays. So yeah, but just like the, the, the Middlesbrough game last night, if it's a draw, 
uh, will be extra time and then the penalty. So look, a game that needs to be completed today. So one the Palace need to turn up for. So fingers crossed. Um, as well as the game today, there's obviously uh, been a lot of action in the last. Well, well yeah, probably mainly like I say last month. But you're right, the last week or so um, around uh, transfer deadline day and everything that goes with that. So Palace made uh, a couple of signings. One, it was all oh, had one foot at the door. Yeah, Jean-Philippe Mateta, JPM, the, the cult hero, given his uh, goals against um, Brighton and Millwall was signed permanently uh, for a reduced fee from what I understand was originally agreed with Mainz. I think uh, there was a, a clause that had he started a certain number of games, he would, Palace would have had to pay something like, like 15 million. Um, and from what I understand, it was you know, the deal agreed to make his loan permanent was nearer to sort of eight or nine. So, um, yeah, look, he's had a decent run as a late, hasn't he? And... Uh, I, I think he's a very Palace striker. He's, he looks a bit awkward, looks a bit gangly, and um, but he's certainly got an eye for goal, hasn't he? And he's had some good finishes as of late. Um, he certainly. We, we spoke before about how much development he's shown. You know, I think that you 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 weren't um, sold on him when he when he first came, and look, a year or so of, of training with Premier League staff and, and players clearly having an effect on him, and he's he's starting to show a lot of promise. I think um, he's only still still only 22 years old, I think. So. Um, uh, it's pretty low risk for Palace um, because they were to sell him. I guess they probably make that back. I, I you'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. When he first joined, I was really excited. Saw some of his goals he'd scored, and um, on YouTube and things, I was really looked look excited. Looked look excited and recognised. But it would take some time for him to acclimatise and get used to English football and the, the, the level that Palace play at. Obviously, different type of playing. And the first couple of games, I thought he tried really, really hard, but it was definitely a, clearly a golf. Uh, between him and yeah and the, the opposition but I think my concern was that I, I thought Roy managed him really well last year you know he played him here and there but I think maybe what he was lacking was the run of games and he's got more of that in, in recent times and you know the performances have definitely been a lot more he's a lot more knowledgeable a lot more sort of noused about how he puts himself on the pitch um, yeah, you can just see he's embedded himself more into the English game and like you say training with players playing games is key and I think he look, looks a lot more mobile and savvy. I wonder if how much a, a, a impact Patrick Vieira's had on him, you know, given the fact that he has shown a bit more faith in him than Roy did, um, you know, given the run of games and also being a, a French player, having a French legend that you, you, can, you can play for, it's probably having that impact on him as well, in confidence-wise. So, I mean, look, at the moment, you wouldn't start Christian Benteke over Jean-Philippe Mateta, would you? So, you know, a fair play to him. And um, let's hope he gets another goal today in the Cup. Look, anyone who scores away at Millwood and does the corner kick, kick that he did was... Uh, like you say, uh, generated a cult hero status if he didn't need to already with the with the Brighton game and the penalty, uh, the uh, corner, corner flag kick. So yeah, look, really positive move. And then Palace also moved for another uh, striker, um, well, a much younger striker in fact. If John Vinatieri's young, this guy's even younger. Yeah, Luke Flange, 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 Flange. I can't remember. Flange, Flange, Flange. Um, yeah, came in for about a million pound, I think, from from Derby. Obviously, in some financial problems themselves, I think Palace have uh, agreed to pay the fee up front to help help Derby out. So the one million pound will go in their pocket straight away, um, or the administrator's pocket, or whoever's pocket, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty relatively low risk for Palace again, isn't it? Because I think the lads played eight eight games, scored something like four goals, three goals, something like that. We looked quite promising. Obviously, scored against Birmingham last weekend, a, a fantastic finish, um, and been loaned immediately back to uh, to Derby to help him out for the rest of the season. So you know, it's good for Palace in the sense that he gets some regular football. 
um, and hopefully comes to Palace in, in the summer, having kept uh, Derby in the league. If it is a million pound, it's pretty... Yeah, well, you know, and also Palace are going to have him playing. He's going to play for Derby, right? He's never going to play for us this year anyway. So it feels a sensible move to send him straight back and let him play for them, hopefully help them out as well. Um, and yeah, obviously Palace have been savvy in using the, the situation that Derby are in to negotiate an appropriate fee. And they must, you know, look, Dougie doesn't sign players on a whim. They've obviously been watching this lad. I, I've seen him for about 20 minutes when I watched him on the telly the other week when they were, their game was on the telly. And um, uh, he looks good and he scored, he scored a decent goal. So, yeah, fingers crossed the gamble takes off and um, it's one that we can... Um, Look forward to bedding into the team in, in, the, in the season to come. But um, back to today's game, predictions. It's tough having not seen the lineup yet. Well, we are half past one. Um, I'd like to think, I think I said to you earlier, that we do see a couple of the youngsters, maybe Raksaki, Wells Morris, and people like that come off the bench. But I'd like us to do that after we're sort of two or three goals clear. So I'm going to go. 3-1 Palace. I'd like to see Hartlepool get a goal because um, I think their fans, you know, travelling all this way would uh, you know, deserve to see them score but um, I don't want them ever to threaten sort of winning the game. So, 3-1 Palace. Is that a goal once we're 3-0 up? Yes, yeah, that would be, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, to be fair, even one to start. Let them dream, you know. Oh, give, really? Give, 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 give them one to start and then, uh, yeah, but um, no, look, it will be a great atmosphere, a great game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Ruff? What do you reckon? Oh, I'm hoping for a comfortable Palace win. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, look, if, if they score in the first half, you've got to hold your nerve because we know we're not good in the first half. So I'd call, I'll be quite happy if we got, if we got to 0-0 at half-time, to be honest with you. And in the second half, do the Palace thing this season and come out and, and notch a couple. So, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 Palace. Uh, I'll be happy it's 0-0 at half-time. That's for sure. Well, if that's the case, I mean, given, given the Palace's performances in the first half of late, I reckon we should stay in this pub and uh, have a few Guinnesses and they show up at half-time because um, <laughs> it would only be worth watching the second half. That's a really good show. Yeah, they, they don't do Guinness or Cellar, so yeah, stay here and do that. Uh, we're in the upper tier today, which will be an interesting experience. I've done that for a while. Gallery crew. Gallery, looking forward to it. So, um, yeah, for those going to the game today or have been to the game today, if you're listening back to this, uh, obviously enjoy the game. Um, and uh, if you haven't, we'll be back with you for post-match reaction at the Palace. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Six Pointer Podcast at Six Pointer Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as always. Um, so we are reflecting on, on the Palace Hartlepool game, uh, FA Cup fourth round. Um, in the build up to the game, we were pondering on sort of uh, how difficult a game for Palace it, it, it might be, Luke. Actually, didn't really pan out to be all that tricky, and it only took four minutes to kind of nullify any sort of threat, really, didn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, line-up-wise, I think we were pretty um, spot-on saying that there weren't going to be too many changes. Um, and yeah, it was it was a, a Mike, another Michael Lise masterclass, really, wasn't it, from from, from the get-go. Um, his, his was a, a free kick, you know, I want to say, rather than a corner. I can't remember, if I'm honest, I think it was a free kick. And Mark Gay gets a toe in it, and um, yeah, you say after four minutes, sort of Palace are, are sitting pretty... Sitting pretty, and then I think it was only another what 15 minutes after that. Um, Elise cuts inside, do you say he did against Millwall and hits it low and hard past the keeper? And uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much the game, wasn't it? Really, there wasn't really much else. Um, you know, it wasn't a, a, a brilliant performance from Crystal Palace, but it was professional, the job got done. But 
yeah, there was never really any opposition, I thought, to Palace's 2-0 lead. Yeah, I mean, from a Harlem perspective, the first goal was the first goal. It was one of those ones that kind of went in there and... Um... I wasn't sure if Gay you got a touch or not to start with, uh, also based on his celebration. But um, but yeah, he clearly did for the replay, uh, just enough to sort of put it into the corner. But then also for the second goal, I mean, it was disappointing for their perspective because it was from a. I think the goalie kicked it out, and um, our high press nabbed the ball off off them, and uh, yeah, it did, didn't take much. It was a pretty soft shot, wasn't it? Really, mm. the edge of the box, but it was enough to to put us two up and and kind of. They sort of partly ball half the puff. And I thought they played some good stuff. You know, they gave Palace a game. It wasn't a sort of a, a classic cup tie, but they certainly gave us a game, and it was sort of um, it was worth watching from then on. But um, Palace just couldn't sort of get get a, a third, could they? After that, there was some action. I think I remember rightly. Well, can you remember anything else in the first half? I can think of the second half. I think the second half, Mateta and a few a few chances, but the second, the first half, kind of petered out as far as I can recall. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my memory as well. And you, you mentioned the second half bit there. I think, I mean, seconds into the second half, Mateta hit the bar. I want to say, and then the yeah, keeper made a decent, and, yeah, yeah, keeper yeah, made a bar. decent save. And I, to be fair, credit to their goalkeeper. I think he pulled out a few a few decent saves throughout the game. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, you know, did 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 quite well to us with you. And then, speaking of goalkeepers, I think Jack Jack Butler was called into action about sort of ten fifteen minutes to go when Hartlepool had a little. Started to get into the game. I, I think sort of Vieira's substitutions allowed us to to sort of sit back a bit more and invite a little bit more pressure on from Hartlepool, who uh, gave it a go. Um, and yeah, so Button made a few saves, but I, 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 I can't ever really recall us being under too much um, pressure, if I'm honest. So yeah, sort of potential banana skins uh, overcome there. And, and what was a great day for football, really, wasn't there? We talked in the pre-match about. You know the the clubs and supporters' activities in respect of the the fans and also the Hartlepool manager's um, wife. Did you see the total that got to? By the way, uh, last time I looked, it was something like um, seventy two thousand. Um, wow! So they, they beat the target. And, and yeah, and, and it's growing as far as I'm aware. It's still growing. Brilliant! What a great example. I did see they got a mention of match today as well, which is really really nice to to hear as well. So so yeah. You know, not not the classic game, but a good a good day out all in all, I think, as well for, for football and for the FA Cup, and onwards and upwards to to the next round. Yeah, and obviously just a, a, a nod towards the Hartlepool fans. We did mention they were bringing mm. quite a few, just under five thousand, and what a racket! You know, they they made a yeah. real day out. You know, it was lovely to see sort of beach balls and inflatables, and yeah, there was a few smoke bombs and flares and things like that. But you know, they they really enjoyed themselves, and yeah, easily the best away fans who've had at Sellers for the last couple of seasons uh, by far and uh, yeah wish them all the best for the, for the rest of the season really and hopefully they can um, consolidate in, in League 2 and uh, yeah peel away from any sort of danger at the bottom It's interesting isn't it? I, was ref- I was reflecting after the game on, on Saturday about how it feels when you are you know not one of the top teams in the in the country um, and, and some of our previous trips to you know, on cup games or whatever mm. it might be to Premier League grounds and things, and and just how special those days are, and uh, how as Palace fans we're very fortunate. We're kind of, you know, we're used to it now, aren't we? Uh, I do do like to think we don't take it for granted, but you know, it's a it's a different uh, type of occasion now. We, we were very much, you know, okay, we were in League Two, but you know, we were in the Championship for for a, you know a long while, and, and those cup games really did give you something to 
you know, grab onto, and I'm, I'm a bus going to Villa in the in the um, in the cup and a few other good sort of trips. So you know, it's it's, it's what makes football special. Those those times. So um, yeah, hats off to the Hartlepool fans. Made some great noise, um, and um, yeah, a good bit of friendship built between the, the two football clubs there as well. Um, so we've got Stoke in the next round, right at home. Yep. So um, another well. I would say favourable draw perhaps for Palace you know I think that one that Palace again will be eyeing up and thinking you know this is one we should be winning um, and and it just builds the excitement around the magic of the cup for Palace fans I think you know this is the when we look at the fifth round and potentially you know if you can get past Stoke you're into the, the sixth and that's you know a decent cup run alone isn't it I mean I mean I appreciate there are some still some big teams in, 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 the, in, the, in the cup and no doubt that if Palace were to get past Stoke you know no, no expectation here but if, if they were to get past Stoke then you know it's probably going to be a, a very difficult draw on the next round but yeah um, strange thing that it's uh, FA Cup game being played midweek I think it's on like a Wednesday night in, in March I think um, but I understand that's due to fixture congestion and trying to get all the, the, the things in but um, yeah one one I think it'd be worth going to um, see if we can sit at the gallery again cheap seats why not <laughs> That'll obviously be a, a game for Jack Butland against his old old team. And actually, we've had a bit of uh, movement in terms of players between Palace and Stoke over the years, haven't we? I think didn't um, Leon Court? Yep. Yeah, and um, obviously, um, oh, he's completely gone. Tom Sores. wasn't wasn't between the two, was it? Did it didn't Tom did it go, go directly to Stoke? Did he? I did he? I didn't yeah. know that. Well, wow, okay. Pretty, pretty sure it was two or five million. I think we're going to check this one after. Blimey. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um, there was uh, Clint, Hill. Clint Hill. Yeah, Clint Hill, obviously. Yeah. 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 Clint Hill. What a bit of business that was. Yeah. Another so there you go. There's a, there's a quiz uh, for you to go and uh, find other interactions between Palace and Stoke. I'm pretty sure there's been quite a few. Obviously, Butlins were as we just mentioned. Yeah. Had them for free. Um, so, but, but that, yeah, as you say, that's a little way out. Yeah, we've got uh, Norwich away on Wednesday, back Big into game. Premier League action. Mm. Yeah, huge game for Palace. That I think that you know, one that if um, given Norwich's upturning form, um, if they were to get a result at, at Palace, I mean, sorry against Palace is that it's at Norwich isn't it um then you know Palace might start start to look over their shoulder a little bit nervously um you know I think the next run is it Norwich and then we've got Brentford uh I want to say Chelsea are in there as well um Burnley I think we play in in February we've got a few games I think that we need to um really start picking up some points and really put some distance between Palace and 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 the the, the relegation zone um, and this is a, a good opportunity to do that to then to kick on for the rest of the season. It'd be interesting for for from Norwich perspective because as you said they've been on a good run. What they they beat it Everton, um, uh, Watford, and was the last game Wolves. So so you know they they haven't really played the the, the more significant teams in terms of well you know Wolves are out there aren't they? Yes. I'll take that one back. So it'd be interesting for Palace to see how we fare against them. Um, and, and like you say, on a good run. So. Hopefully a good game in that respect. Um, and Carrow Road is always a difficult place to go, whether you're whether they're playing well or not. So um, I guess we've had a few rested legs as well. Um, I'm guessing Czech won't be back from Afcon. Congrats to him, by the way. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, great picture and kissing the uh, the trophy. It's, uh, it's doing the rounds. So we will see. Um, 
so yeah, uh, difficult game for Palace, but one we're looking forward to on um, Wednesday night. Um, Luke, thanks as always for uh, joining me. Um, Pleasure. Enjoy, enjoyed, enjoyed the weekend. Enjoyed the uh, the FA Cup um, uh, game that it was. And as you say, sitting in the upper tier was a nice, uh, nice change, nice experience. So a bit blow out there, though. Goodness me. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Food for thought in terms of if you want to move our season tickets. Uh, yeah, might need to invest in a, a thicker coat maybe if we're going to move up. <laughs> Yeah, and a, and, a, and, a, and a cup of tea holders to stop me flying off the, uh, yeah. the gallery pool there. Look, as always, listeners, uh, keep it safe. Um, look after yourselves. Keep it at Six Pointer on Instagram and Twitter. Luke, any news on the merchandise? Yes, actually, we've been uh, we've been uh, getting a few orders in. Um, say mostly from the Danish crew, so don't worry when we come out to SBL, we'll be bringing out some uh, some sizes. Drop us a, a DM with your sizes that you want. Um, we'll be taking pre-orders and uh, yeah hopefully by March we should have um, some in stock so uh, upgraded versions as well to the ones that you saw on the uh, the Twitter and the socials so uh, yeah it's something to look forward to there you go get your orders in you heard it here first limited edition that's for sure very limited very very limited <laughs> good stuff take care everyone uh, and as always up the up palace up to palace up to palace the six pointer podcast Oh, 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 oh,